0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America, NA member FDSE. Hey, one of our great mates is about to join us live on the air. We're calling the guru, Gary yes. Birkenshaw from Central Coast Cricket. Guru, good morning. Welcome back to the show. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Michael. Shelly Beach, be beautiful there. Matt probably a bit
1: cool, I would imagine, this morning.
0: Yeah, well, after what happened the last time, Valentine Holmes, our technician, uh, we're broadcasting from the warmth of the trophy room because yep. I think we all walked away with frostbite the last time. I don't
1: think Brown recovered, has he?
0: Hey, Guru, uh, you're Richmond Tigers. What in the world went wrong on Thursday night? I thought that would be a, a really good encounter.
1: Yeah, I don't know what went wrong, but well, I'm sure no nothing went right. Anyway, it was a um, it was a demolition, to be perfectly honest. They were uh, never in the hunt right from the word go. Uh, Brisbane dominated through the middle, and then uh, yeah, that they're a fantastic side at home, fantastic side anywhere, to be perfectly honest. But uh, no, Richmond didn't put up any fight at all, so they certainly got their work ahead of them now if they if they want to play finals this year.
0: And I think there was no Dusty. He was out with the flu and back in Melbourne. That's enough AFL for you because Buttes wants to dissect everything that's happened in the second test.
2: Chomping at the bit, Guru. What a great day it was yesterday for the Aussies. Uh, start of the day, the Poms were three for, four for actually, uh, but uh, they took the wickets early and then uh, found themselves with a 91 run lead and then to... Uh, batted really well, I've got to say Usman Khawaja, geez, in good form um, but going back to day one Steve Smith, he's century uh, he's 32nd which makes him uh, the quickest player in Test history 174 innings I think it was uh, to reach that milestone uh, just a phenomenal batting performance from him
1: Yeah, certainly was, averages over 60 in Test cricket and his record at Lords is is unbelievable. And, you know, they're just really playing really good cricket at the moment, in Australia. And, you know, they're grinding it out with the bat and getting some, some good scores without without ever really someone really standing out. I know Smith's got a century and kawhi got a yep. century in the first set. So the rest are just chipping in and uh, and we're able to put a decent table on the board. And But you look back, you know, we took a lot of wickets yesterday morning. But I think if you go back to, to the last session um, on day two, where England at one stage yes. were 1 for 188. And then Australia were able to take three quick wickets or three wickets before stumps would make them four. for it. And then yesterday's bowling performance that was just magnificent. And what I really liked about the bowling performance, beach was the fact is that, is that they actually went out there with a plan. You now, one 1 for 181, yes. England's... Run, and then they come out and said, righto, we're going to go and, and use the bouncer ploy for them. We put all the blokes back on the, on the bench. And they really played with the England ego, to be honest. And the England ego was too around, saying, so we'll take you on and... And they just the, the whole out playing three three hook shots, and some of them were pretty pretty average at best. And um, yeah, and that that was really smart thinking by by Pat Cummins and, and the Australian coaching staff. And and the, as you mentioned, yeah, Kawad, the way he's been, he's come out and batted, looks so in control. There's a fair bit in the wicket. That's that's the issue. Point with two hundred and twenty runs, one run, front, but fair bit in the wicket. And we've batted every time we've batted has been overcast. The lights have been on, so. To get that lead, you know, we've got to be very happy going into day four.
2: Guru, um, I'm just going to give you some stats before you get back to me in relation to uh, Ricky Ponting or Steve Smith. Smith, 100 test matches, um, batting average 59, basically call it 60. Uh, and ODI is 142, and 44. And we've got Ricky Ponting, 168 test matches, over 13,000 runs, 51 average. Uh, 375 ODIs and a 42 average. Where do they sit, mate? Who do you have at the moment? Because I've got my views on it. Um, I'd love to hear yours. You are the guru.
1: Yeah, both exceptional players. There's no doubt about that. Um, I, would te- I would go at the moment, I would go for Steve Smith. Um, mm-hmm. The simple fact of the matter is, is that like you've got all the average and got all the stats. Both fantastic players. But I think if you look through the majority of Steve Smith's career... He'd never ever he's never had a really consistent opening partnership to go in and back behind so the number yeah. of times that he's had to come out and back and actually save test matches put Australia in stronger positions well when Ponick's batting out know, he had Langer, Hayden um, you know, opening the batting there and they were, they were obviously exceptional batters but um, you know, and, you know Hunting played in a really successful era of Australian cricket, so he, he, he obviously contributed largely to that, but fell away slightly towards the back end of his career. Steve Smith's obviously got to get there yet. I'll tell that, Steve Smith, I think, is about 34 now anyway. But I would, I would take Steve Smith purely on the fact of the side he's playing in be able to perform under the pressure that he has, and he hasn't had that solid foundation before he goes out the bat.
0: So you're almost comparing the scenario Steve Smith is in to the scenario Alan Border was in when he held the Aussie line-up together. Oh,
1: exactly right. Only Alan Border. I think Steve Smith's probably a bit lucky in Alan Border because when Alan Border took over, Australian cricket was was really really struggling. There's no doubt about that. Um, yep. They are strong now. Australia. They, you know, they're still very, old. they're number one in the world. So to say they're not strong is probably is is, is a lie. But Steve Smith's contributed a lot of that. And Alan Border yeah, was just a completely different. Uh, player, he's a brilliant player himself, and what he did for Australian cricket will never should never ever be under understated. And uh, uh, his backs the wall performances certainly puts him right up in any conversation about the best bats Australia's had.
2: I think we also got to bear in mind that when Steve Smith come into the Australian side, he was a right arm uh, leg spinner, and he still is. But you know that's why he was brought into the side not as a batsman, but as a leg spinner, and he has. Done a Cooper Cronk, he's manufactured himself <laughs> into being, you know, one of the great batsmen, um, modern day batsmen anyway. And it's just a, a, ph- a phenomenal record that he has at the moment. Uh, Guru, just in relation to uh, overnight, now, as I said earlier, the Aussies, Usman Khawaja, 58 not out, uh, Labashane, um, he was probably lucky. Um, to get the 30. He had a couple of chances there, which went his way. And, uh, you know, for me, another poor dismissal on his part. But Steve Smith in at six, not out. They're sitting nicely, the Aussies. A lead of 221. Um, I, I tell you what, the um, it's a good spot to be in, going into day four. What do you think they need to do? Is 400 a good target, and will that be enough?
1: Yeah, you're right there. So uh, we lost... What, we lost a bit over probably an hour, an hour and a half last night uh, through the rain, so they'll, they'll make that time up. But, yeah, I, I would think that they, they'd look at bat probably till T, between T and, T and stuff. Probably, actually, personally, I'd probably prefer they get bowled out because I know Australia, yep. with their declarations, they're probably more, they'll be more conservative than they are aggressive. They're leading 1-0, so I'd probably prefer that they get bowled out. They'll lead around 400. If you can't defend 400 on the last... The last four sessions of the Test match. Well, sometimes you just you just step back, clap, and, and applaud the opposition. Say, play too good. Um, obviously, no Nathan Lyon. That's that's definitely going to hurt them. Um, um, so that, to to miss his this is ability to bowl plenty of overs. I think that's that's probably the, yeah. the main thing they'll miss there. Um, and Travis Head will no doubt he'll chip in and do that. But uh, an advantage Australia's got is the English tail is so long. Yeah, if you're you're effectively once they so if you're six out, you're all out. Um, you know, Stuart Broad batting number eight um, is certainly an advantage to to Australia. But um, I I I I'll back Australia to win the test from here. Yeah, I think we'd have, we'd have to do something terribly wrong, or England would have to, to play out of their skin for us to lose this test.
0: Yeah, well said, Guru. And uh, I mean, what a win in the first test. So. That would be incredible. Buttes, uh, let's get cracking. This is your segment. Let's roll in the intro. Buttes Top 3.
2: Okay, steve Again, I'm going to go abroad here. And I have gone with, and I don't know whether you know about this, Yankees pitcher Domingo Jermaine held the 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history. So he has got uh, no hits. No runs, boom. First time since 2012.
0: And did you hear the noise in the background? It sounds like Guru was all over this. He
2: knew this. He knew, and I like the fact that he was all over it anyway. On
0: one of those 20 monitors that he's got (laughs) in in the dungeon.
2: But it's, uh, yeah, 24th perfect game in uh, Major League Baseball history. A great achievement for Domingo Jermaine. Well done to him. Uh, Number two goes to my man, Steve Smith. Uh, Fantastic job, 110 in that first innings Um, Really needed for the Aussies And uh, to do it at Lords, the home of cricket He gets his name inscribed up on the wall of fame again And uh, for the second time, and and well done to him But my number one spot goes to A young lady known as Ash Gardner Who etched her name in the record books With an amazing performance She took eight wickets in the second innings uh, in addition to the four wickets she took in the first innings to give Australia uh, the victory in their Ashes Test against England. Uh, match figures of 12 for 165. The best figures ever by an Australian woman, a woman uh, in Test history and the second best overall. Uh, a win by the Aussies at Trent Bridge uh, gives England a, a mountain to climb when it comes to the Ashes series, which also uh, encapsulates the T20 and the uh, the one day is So, yeah, well done to Ash Gardner.
0: What do you think? It's a shame, boys. I'll ask you first, Guru. It's a shame they only play a one-off test, isn't it? Because didn't they get a fantastic crowd? Yeah,
1: brilliant crowd at Trent Bridge. and that, It was a brilliant test match, to be per- perfectly honest. And, yep. you know, it's, it's amazing to think that a side had a player score a double century and another player who'd take 10 wickets in the match, and they still lose. <laughs>
2: it,
0: it was
1: just an amazing... It's an amazing game of cricket. It really was. Yeah, she's
2: uh, and Ash Gardner's done an amazing job. Like you know, those figures there are phenomenal, and uh, you know she took all five wickets in the last day uh, to get Australia across the line. So, uh, well done. She's my number one today, Ash Gardner. Yeah, take a bow.
0: Well, well let's go to the Guru. Uh, your top three, my friend.
2: Yeah,
1: that's very good. Very good. Buts. Well done. And eleven strikeouts <laughs> in that. Uh, that perfect. Perfect game too for the fourth Yankee ever. So no, very good, good get. So mine's game. Mine's probably not as obscure as Buse, but so I'm going to go. My number one is Nathan Lyon. 100 consecutive Test matches is, a, yep. is an incredible performance. Unfortunately, he won't get to 101 with the injuries that he had. But what a stalwart he's been. Um, almost 500 wickets Test wickets. When you look at the next best off spinner, hasn't taken 150 wickets for Australia. Just an incredible performance of what he's done. No, number two, Steve Smith. Um, what a fantastic performance he is. Yeah, 32 test entries. His record at Lord's is brilliant. And number one, I'm going to go to the Australian women's team overall for, for winning that test match. Obviously, Ash Garden was superb. 12 wickets, second best ever. Um, and you wouldn't even say that Ash was their number one spinner. I think Alana King would be their number one spinner. But her performance was outstanding. As was Annabel Sutherland, 137 not out. Elise Perry, mm-hmm. 99. Her, her record in test matches is unbelievable. And Beth Mooney got 84 in the in a second inning, but certainly need to play more test cricket The women, uh, and they they want to play more test cricket, but Australian cricket team, now my, my num- women's cricket team are my number
0: one. Yeah, and you know, we had this conversation last week that the women's state of origin, they get a record crowd at Combank, they go to far north Queensland, Townsville embrace them, they get another record crowd, and so suddenly you're saying, you yeah, know, why don't we have a third decider, and... To talk about women's sport like this, it just fills your heart with joy, doesn't
1: it? It certainly does. You also look now, there's there's a dispute going on at the moment with with the the AFLW, where their season's due to start around the 1st of September, but they can't agree on how long the season's going to go for. Uh, The women want a longer season, the AFL want to give them 10 weeks. And so, you know, there seems to be a a common theme that, that probably not getting enough of the women's sport that we're actually seeing at the moment it is so good to watch that the public want more and obviously you know, the other people there who looked at the cost and everything else like that but state of orange is a classic example Steve. you have hit that on the head
0: yeah sure is hey guru uh thank you so much mate and just before you go is there anything local that we need to know any central coast cricketers doing anything amazing at the moment around the world
1: We've got plenty of crickers actually overseas at the moment. There's a, there's a few Brock Hardys overseas and, and running around there, but there's plenty of cricket, not actually setting the world on fire, but certainly having a, a good time. We've uh, we had our annual general meeting last Monday night, so the the same has been returned, so which is which is good. But all registrations are already open. All looking forward to uh, to a very exciting 23 24 season.
0: Yeah, and a couple of boys named in the team for the world over 40s, which. Yeah, will be the first of its kind.
1: Yeah, exactly. Jeff Hemming and also uh, Mark Laird from Wild. Uh It's a bit, of a bit of a funny thing going on with the over-40s. You've got a World Cup being played in, in Pakistan in October, but then there's another group saying, now the World Cup's going to be played in March in South Africa. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see how that tug-of-war plays out. Two, 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 different <laughs> funny, two, two, two different World Cups, bodies. two they're two different bodies trying to run over 40s World Cup. That's quite
2: funny. And I'm sure and I'm sure there'll be a World Series in America somewhere
0: with only American teams <laughs> world playing. Cha-
1: world, ch- world champions, mate. World
0: champions. Yes. <laughs> uh, good on you, mate. Thanks for your time and I uh, hope we catch up soon.
1: I look forward to it. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the rest of your day.